0: Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome Back Porch Rider, the show for writers, about writers and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is February 16th, 2016, and we're having a warming trend here. This is so exciting. I looked at the forecast, and it, we're going to get up to like 60 degrees sometime later in the week. That is awesome. Oh, my goodness. Very exciting stuff. And of course, now it's getting, you know, staying lighter longer. So, oh, you know, I, I do love winter. But I appreciate when spring comes along. I really do. So I'm looking forward to this. Hope everything's going well in your neck of the woods. You notice I have some new intro music for the show. Hope you like it. i was excited to do that. I just recorded that oh, earlier in the week or last week or something. I don't know. It's been a busy, busy couple of weeks. I've had kiddos at home sick. They're at home sick today. There's been just nasty, like, strep going around for the kids in the schools here. It's just ooh, not fun. The poor kiddos. And, you know, the weirdest thing about it is that they don't have any fevers, so you don't have a lot of clues that something's going on. So maybe something ambiguous like, oh, my stomach hurts. That's what happened with my, my youngest. My stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. No so th- no sore throat or anything like that. So I take her to the doctor. ends up to be strep. So the way they do it is if one kid has strep, they all have strep. <laughs> so They all get treated. But that's only if they happen, if the other ones happen to be mentioning that their you know, throat hurts or something's weird, which is what happened. So I have two kiddos at home hanging out with me and uh just kind of doing their thing for the moment while I'm doing the show. So I appreciate their patience with me while I can do this show for all of you who are listening. Now, I unfortunately was not able to connect with my guest that I had scheduled for today. I have no idea why, but if she happens to call in, then, you know, we'll just roll with it and go cuz I'm flexible like a willow. And so that's what we'll do. But in the meantime, I have lots of other information to share with you today, and it's going to be a lot of fun. First things first, I put out a general email to some different Facebook groups that I'm part of saying, hey, you know what, if you want to be able to promote your book, just tell me what your book is, and I'll tell everybody about it on the show. So that's what I'm doing. From now on, anybody who wants to promote a book that they have coming out, or a new edition of a book they're having come out, or like an audio version of it or something like that, just shoot me an email. Tell me the name of the book. Tell me if it's a a new audio release or a second edition or whatever it is. Give me a few details. Um, Let me know what genre it's in so I don't have to do a ton of work to try and find all that detail because I'll mention it on the show so people can go check it out. And if you notice the notes for this show, I've got the the people I'm going to talk about are all listed right there. So that's how I'm going to handle it for future episodes. So if you get a hold of me, you can get your book mentioned on air for free and then everyone else can listen to it anytime they download the Back writer program. So there you have it. I just decided that would be a fun thing to do. So let's start with uh, Mike Robinson. Some of you might remember him. He was actually on the Backport Trier program uh, maybe a year ago or two years ago. He was on and he was talking with us about – at that time, Green-Eyed Monster and I think Negative Space, both of those books have new covers, which is pretty cool, but he also has a, a new book out called Waking Gods, and he could use some reviews. He didn't ask me to say that, by the way. He could use some review love. So go check out his book, Waking Gods. All of these books are available on Amazon, by the way. They may be available other places, but I just went over to Amazon to check things out. And so go over there. His other books have been well-received. You know, he's gotten anywhere from, I think, three and a half to four and a half stars or something like that for his other books. So go check him out. Waking Gods is the name of Mike Robinson's uh, new release. And then O.N. Steffen released A Dark, Edgy Thriller. That's a quote, by the way. Someone reviewed this book and said it was a dark, edgy thriller. Intrigued? Yeah, I was. The name of the book is Sleep Then My Princess. And so far, it's gotten three and a half stars. So go check that one out over on Amazon. And then Miss Rita Carla Francesca Monticelli. Oh, my God, I love that name, right? She has a sci-fi series for your reading pleasure, and it's called The Red Desert. And she also has a crime thriller set in London called The Mentor. That's the one I actually checked out. So The Mentor has received 936 reviews and has an average of four stars. So, you know, not too shabby, right? So go check out Rita Carla Francesca Monticelli's sci-fi series, the Red Desert, and then check out her crime thriller, The Mentor. Sounds very intriguing. Will Patching has a newly released audio edition of Remorseless. It's a British crime thriller. It's available right now, and you can actually get the ebook for free over on Amazon, which I did yesterday. I'm looking forward to reading this book because I he caught me at the perfect time because I didn't have a book to read right now. I know that seems odd, but at night, I may have mentioned this, I like to read fiction, and I love, of course, the mystery or mystery thriller genre, and so... That's what I tend to read at night. I didn't have one. I had been reading my book because I'm in the middle of revision, so I was reading that at night. So I picked up his book, so I'll start reading Will's book. And again, it's called Remorseless, a British crime thriller. And it so far, it's gotten about a four-and-a-half-star rating over on Amazon. So not too shabby, right? He's um, out of, I think, the U.K., if I recall correctly, so he's got the Amazon US page and he's got the UK page too. So you can check them both out, see how he's doing, um, and then get you can get a copy of both books if you want, you know, the audio and the 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 uh, ebook. Then James Jacobs, he has released a historical thriller. And when I checked this, he released this, I believe, in August. I'm going to double check to make sure I'm telling you the truth. Yes, August 18th, 2015. So la- just last year, he released this book called Days of the Dead and it's set in 1968 Mexico and he really could use some review love on on this book he doesn't he's got some reviews in the editorial reviews section that are really strong actually so go check that out one of them said it's a high-minded historical thriller jacob's uh, portrays the murderous repression unleashed in 1968 by the mexican government and an american journalist effort to ameliorate a deepening crisis, a compelling, harrowing, and realistic and moving story, the journalist's subsequent mission to rescue his wife and daughter from the compound of the country's most wanted guerrilla leader is sensationally plotted. And that review came from a guy named Johnny Denton, who is an FBI special agent, retired, and USMC captain, retired. So you know that's a pretty strong review, and he's got two others, but they're under editorial reviews. So he could really use some review love from all of you in his customer reviews section because he didn't have any right now. So go check out that book, Days of the Dead by James Jacobs, historical thriller set in Mexico during the year of the nineteen sixty eight Olympics. So there you go. Everything's over on Amazon. Um and I like I said, I don't know if it's anywhere else. They probably have them listed other places. So you could check, you know, Kobo and, and Nook and, and iTunes and all that jazz but or iBooks, whatever. Um, but they're definitely on Amazon, so you can find them there and then review them. You know, leave a review, tell people what you thought of the books. You know, and and be honest about it. That's all you have to do. That's all we ask as the authors. Just be honest and, and leave a review. So that's it for those books. Again, if you've got a book coming out um, and you want to get some reader love. Just send the book information to me, and I will mention it on air for the Back Porch Writer Program, which is always live every Tuesday at 9.30 in the morning, Central Daylight Time. So there you go. Um, one other thing, another announcement. In the Author Hour is after the Back Porch Writer Program. It is at 11 o'clock Central Daylight Time. So that's 9 o'clock Pacific and 12 o'clock Eastern. Don't know Mountain Time. Sorry. <laughs> but in any case, that's what it is. So 11 o'clock Central Daily Time over on Blab Chat, Blab da, blab.im. I do that with an, a fellow author named Hardy LaBelle, and we have a great time every Tuesday talking about things about it being an indie author. So it's not exactly like this show. This show I tend to spend a lot of time talking with guests or imparting information about things that I've read and talking about how to create the life you want, that sort of thing. But on that show... We talk more about what we're doing as indie authors that's working, what's not working, what's frustrating the heck heck out of us when we're doing stuff. And that comes up every Tuesday live at 11 o'clock Central Daylight Time. I don't know what our topic will be today, but last week... We, and you can see all of these, by the way. They get posted over on YouTube and they're on the, the Blab IM platform. But I put them over on YouTube under Indie Author Hour. So you can always find the replays of these. The last week we talked a lot about the new author earnings report, which I know I mentioned during this show last week, but we spent a good amount of time talking about it last week too on the Indie Author Hour because it was great information in that report. And I've said this before, it's a great time to be an indie author and have fun and have a lot of creative freedom, which I love as an entrepreneur. I like to have freedom. It's one of the things that I loved about my former career. As a training and development specialist, I had a lot of creative freedom, and I traveled extensively. I loved what I did for a living. I just got a little tired, that's all. It was like 100% travel, and I needed to take a break from that, and I wanted to start a family. So that was why I left that career field. It wasn't because I hated it or anything like that. I absolutely love training development. It's a wonderful field to be in and it fits naturally into what I'm doing now. So I, I still am doing some training development and I will pursue it again because it's just a fun field to be in. But at any rate, that Indie Author Hour this week, I, you know, we'll probably talk about uh, Facebook ads because we tend to get into that a lot. Um, one of us, me, tends to struggle with Facebook ads. Hardy really has done well with his Facebook ads, and he has grown his email list. Last week, I think he's, he said he hit just over the 1,000 mark on his email list building, and he's only been doing it for about the length of the time that we've been doing the Indie Author Hour, which is maybe two and a half, three months or something like that. I, on the other hand, am struggling with building my email list, and part of that is that I've struggled with getting my Facebook ad down. Hardy helped me with that, so now my Facebook ad is much better and stronger, though I don't have it running right now. What I have done is i've I've run the ad for you know a week at a time, and I've tried a couple different targeting things and then I also did a Facebook post and boosted a post that was received really well. The interesting thing to me was that i was i thought in my mind my target was going to be uh mostly women because of what I write and you know I have a female private investigator she's a smart sassy badass private investigator um has a penchant for weapons, that sort of thing uh. But I was getting a lot of mails responding to this particular ad. And Hardy and some of the other people that were participating in the author hour last week pointed out to me that it's because of how the ad looks. So if you want to see that ad, just shoot me a message and I'll I'll try and send a link so you can see what that ad actually looks like. But on that topic of Facebook ads and email list building, you know, it you really have to decide when will you do something like this? You know, is it prudent to do a Facebook ad when you only have one book available, for example? And does that change depending on if you are writing nonfiction or fiction? If you have one nonfiction book out and you're going to run Facebook ads, it seems to me it would make sense because if you're also planning on building, say, a speaking platform of some kind or a training platform of some kind or an e-course platform, then that would make a lot of sense to me. I do question it, though, if you've got one fiction book and you're trying to build a funnel so you can create an email list, is it wise to spend money on Facebook ads? And it's not like you're spending a ton of money necessarily on Facebook ads, but it it has changed. So a month or so ago when I was first doing the Facebook ads, I could do an ad for a budget of a dollar and I would get clicks and I would get clicks to my website and all that. But Facebook changed some of that and now I can choose between impressions or the clicks to the website thing and the impressions do nothing. They, they do absolutely nothing. I don't get clicks anymore, nothing. But if I do the clicks to the website, I have to have a budget of $5 to do that, which, of course, now my expenses are going up for that. Um, so I really want to make sure it's worth the time, the money, the effort to do that. And in my mind, it is because I've got more than one book out there. If I only had one book out there in fiction, I might not do the Facebook ads like right now. I'd probably wait until I had a couple more things to, to work with in my funnel and that funnel thing is a whole other topic. But essentially, I've created a funnel where someone can get Deadly Sins 1, for example, or they can get Deadly Sins 2, because I have two different we'll just call them novellas, books of short stories that have Desiree Jackson as a central character. And so they're available to people through a couple different funnels I have. And I also have the first two chapters of Hush free in one of the funnels. So you can do that. And because I have North Downing. In revisions right now, I can take pieces, snippets of North Downing and use that in my Facebook ads if I want to um, and give away chapters of that. Because I have DS3, Deadly Sense 3, ready to go, I can use some of that in my Facebook ads. And so I, I would encourage you to think through that. You know, What what do you really want to be spending and when should you be spending the, the money on, whether it's Facebook ads or Twitter ads or any any ads, any sort of advertising that's going to cost you money, when is it prudent to actually do that? Or would your time be better served writing more books so that you have a little bit more to work with when you're trying to create the funnels and, and create your lead magnets? And that, that lead magnet thing is the thing that I've struggled with, too, is, you know, do these really work? I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's the, the bottom line answer. I don't know if what I'm offering is what people really want. And so that could also be why I've struggled with building my email list. But it, it has been a struggle, I will tell you that. So and the big majority of it I think has had to do with the fact that I, I couldn't quite figure out my ad and my targeting. So now I think I've got my targeting pretty good and the ad looks great. So we'll see. I'll be playing with it a little bit more and I'll get back and report some of my stuff uh, about the Facebook ads. But I will say that this is these are the kind of things that we talk about on Indie Author Hour frequently because it's what works, what doesn't work for us as we build our author careers because this is, you know, A marathon, not a sprint. We all know that, I think. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's okay to be the turtle. (laughs) I said that just the other day. I was interviewed on a Love of Heart show that's on Blog Talk Radio, actually. And a woman named Cheryl um, hosts that show. And we were talking about purpose and passion and and things of that nature. And and so that all came up. So you'll have to go check out that show, too. And there's a link to it on my author site at CoreyDMiller.com. So if you want to listen to that show, you certainly can. Another exciting piece of news. I, I, you know, have these different podcasts that I do. So I have Back porch Writer. I have the Womanly Artist Self Defense that launched, and I just did the episode yesterday and, and dropped the the seventh episode yesterday. That's been received well. The downloads have been consistent and and nice. And I really appreciate all the people who are checking it out and listening to to the Womanly Artist Self Defense. Um, and then of course the Indie Author Hour. And it got me thinking. God, you know, I really want to have uh, an umbrella sort of organization or something for my podcasting because I see me doing this. Long term, because I really love it. The podcasting is so much fun to do. The live show, the recorded show, doesn't matter. I just enjoy doing it. And so the the network that I've established now and that I will be rolling out in the coming months is Ardent Radio Network. So you'll be seeing that and the logo for that in my branding and everything for Backwards Writer and Womanly Art uh, Self Defense. So it'll be Ardent Radio Network. So stay tuned for more details about that. Uh, one of the things I envision happening is welcoming other podcasters into my network because Ardent is all about passion and being passionate and fervent and and just going for the gusto, basically going for what you want. Um, And so I think it's a great name for my network. And so that's what I will be doing in the coming months. I am looking for someone who would like to design a logo for me. So if that's you, get in touch through the com website. Shoot me a message and say, hey, I'd like to be in the running to create a logo for Ardent Radio Network because I am not a design person. This is one of the reasons why my Facebook ads tend to suck <laughs> is that I'm not really a design person. I don't have an, art, an eye for art in that way. I, d- I can't create in that way. It's just not one of my skills. And so I really look for other people to do that. It's why I can't create a, a cover for any of my books. I always have to hire someone to do the covers because I just don't have the eye for that. You know, I know where my skills are and that's not it. And that's an important thing to recognize is where your, where you, your skill set actually is. And that's not mine. But as I said, if that's in your wheelhouse, you do logo design, shoot me a message. I'd love to talk with you about creating a logo for Ardent Radio Network and possibly some other um, logo development, because I have lots of things going on. Well, that's all I have on the announcements. Oh, wait, no, there's one more. April 26th is open. I did check the calendar, you know, because I'm using Calendly now as my scheduler. Um, I don't check as often to see what days are actually open, but I did today. And April 26th is the the only open date from now until then. And so if you're interested in being a guest on the show, go to Calendly and and check it out. You have to get there through com. So you'll go to com, guest spots, and then uh, you'll see the directions there. And be sure to send me the things that I need uh, about a week before. Don't send them too soon because I won't even get to them. I won't even see them. I won't bother with them until I'm ready to do the show. So send them to me a week ahead of time, and then I'll get back to you if I need anything else. But April 26th is open, and April 12th, Honoré Corder is going to be coming on to the program. I'm really excited about that. Um, she's pretty well known in terms of the nonfiction work she does. She does a lot of things on prosperity for authors. Um, she's been on the, the Sell More Book show. She's been on, um, I think, um, Joanna Penn's Creative Pen show. She's been out and about doing a lot of different shows so she'll be on the back porch writer show april 12th that's Honore quarter so check her out she's on facebook prosperity for authors on facebook too she has a a mastermind group and i joined that one because i thought this could be fun if you're on other people who are like-minded is always a a helpful thing and speaking of like-minded and expectations things like that I want to touch on Pygmalion Effect. Now, this is something that I was talking on the Womanly Art of Self-Defense show about yesterday. So if you want a lot of details, go listen to that episode that dropped yesterday. But I just want to touch on it here because it does apply to authors so much from my perspective. And I think a lot of us are familiar with the idea of Pygmalion Effect. This, uh, The bottom line idea is that you get what you expect. But what Pygmalion Effect specifically is talking about is an outward influence on that. So, the Henry Higgins example with My Fair Lady, he has the expectation that she is a lady, she will become a lady. He can change her language, dress her up differently, and people will believe that she's a lady. And then she believes that she's a lady, and she can't even go back to being a common gutter snipe. So it's the, outward, the outside influence, that person's high expectations of us that make us perform better and make us stronger. That's Pygmalion effect. The opposite of that, though, is the Gollum effect, because that's an outward influence who has lower expectations of us, and therefore our performance is lower. And then there's the Galatea effect, and that is when we just look at the expectations we have of ourselves, which could be positive or they could be negative, but it's our own expectations and how we handle things from that perspective. And you can see, I mean, just thinking through these three things, how important this is in anyone's life but specifically thinking about it from an author's perspective you know I, you have to have I think realistic expectations about your author career um, but that comes in with goal setting and being realistic about goal setting but if you're if you have the expectation that your writing sucks your writing does suck I mean that's just the way that it is because that's the way you're thinking if you think on the other hand your writing's pretty good and you can always be better but it's pretty good then that's what it is and you strive and you keep moving forward but, if you're constantly telling yourself that it's not any good, it's never going to be any good. You're never going to believe that it's any good, no matter who tells you that it is. you're going to be that person who doesn't believe that and so, I want to challenge you to really think about what you are saying to yourself day to day about your writing, your ability to be a writer, your ability to be successful in a business that you know it's not that easy, as I said, marathon, not a sprint. so you have to have a pretty strong backbone, obviously. And you have to have endurance to be in this type of business. But that's true for any entrepreneur endeavor. You have to be someone who has a backbone, is willing to take a few risks. I like to call them calculated risks, not just crazy do-whatever-you-want risk, but calculated risks and have confidence in your ability because it has to come from you. It can't always come from an outside source. And one of the reasons is because sometimes you might be around people who have really low expectations. And so you won't perform optimally because that's what you're around. And that brings up a very important idea, and that is surround yourself with people who are going in the same direction that you want to be going. That is crucially important. One of the reasons why I joined that Prosperity for Authors Facebook group was for that, to surround myself with other people who have a similar perspective on how to become an author, how to be successful as an author, all of that. The minute I'm in a group where I see that that's not the way it is, I'm not in the group anymore because I don't have time for that. That's not where my focus is. My focus is squarely on where I want to go as an author and what I want to have happen long-term. And to so surround yourself with the people who are going to help you maintain that, develop that attitude, that expectation that you can be successful as an author. It's crucially important. And then use the Pygmalion effect to... <laughs> To your advantage here, you can surround yourself with leadership, mentors who can help raise you up. Don't surround yourself with the people who just can't, the naysayers. They're always going to be there, but you need to limit your exposure to those people. And I'll give you an example. I, When I first started my tea business, there were a few naysayers around me. They, you know, why are you going to start a business that you don't know anything about? Well, because I have an interest in it. I like tea. That's how it all started. I just like tea and I wanted to write. I wanted to spend time writing. That was part of it too. But I had people who were like, why would you do this? You don't know anything about this industry. Well, you know, you can read and and do research and, and figure out things about an industry. And that's what I did. And I spent a lot of time doing that and created a business plan. And then when I met my husband, he helped me write a financial plan for it and got all of it put together. And it was hard. The business was failing. In the very beginning, it was doing squat. It was really hard. We had a horrible location for our business. It was just not good. We didn't actually start to turn a profit in our business, our tea business, until we closed our retail store and moved everything to where we are now, completely changed our overhead structure for the business. And now I'm in a much better position for that business. I can make a lot of different choices for my tea business that I didn't have the flexibility to do in the very beginning. But there were people around me who weren't on board. And from my perspective, it was you either get on board or you move on. That was my take on the whole situation and those people either moved on or they got on board. It was really that simple. I don't have tolerance for that, I'll be perfectly honest. If you're in my circle of influence, you're here because I really want you here and you're supportive of me and I'm supportive of you. That is what you need as an author. You need those people around you who are supportive of you and you're supportive of them. And that's the overall message that you need to take, I think, from this talk we're having here. You need to believe in you and you need to get what you expect. It could be positively or negatively, so why not just focus on the positive and stay in tune with the positive. And anytime you're getting down and, and you feel like you're not, you need to start looking outward. You know, this is a very introverted career that we've chosen. It can be very isolating. You need to be talking with other people and that's one of the reasons why I started the back porch writer program was because I felt very isolated and I wanted to be able to engage with other writers. And that's what I've been able to do. It's been almost three years, In March it will be three years, that I've been able to do that. And I love the fact that I was able to start something with Hardy LaBelle and do the Indie Author Hour. It's a whole new element because it's visual. It's not just audio. And both of us are gaining from that. Both of us really like that. We get to engage with other people who come in and just want to chat with us about indie authorship. And sometimes it's not even just that because there's common ground between other arts and things. And so there's a lot of action happening there. So if you're feeling isolated, you're feeling down, you need to get out. You need to push yourself out there and start talking with other people and maybe start a podcast if that suits you. You know, Try it out. It's a lot of fun. The Blog Talk platform, super easy, and it's, the audio has gotten better and all that jazz, so it's really an easy platform to work with. So check it out, and maybe you can do your own thing. You know, Maybe you could create something like what we did, Hardy and I did with the Indie Author Hour. But the point is, surround yourself with people who have high expectations of you so that you will develop and have high expectations of yourself. That's a very important thing to do. And then all those people who are naysayers, you just need to kind of push them back. That includes, you know, I'm going to touch on reviews here. You get a negative review, don't don't focus on that. You might have ten reviews that are great and one that's negative. Don't focus on the negative. Read it, scan it, see if there's anything valuable there that you can learn from, and then move on. That's what you need to do. And I have gotten a negative review, and that is exactly how I handled it. I actually thought about doing something really funny with it, and I may, a whole series, video series on it, but I haven't really decided if I'm going to do it yet. But I a funny way to deal with negative reviews. The point is, just look at them and see if there's something of value there that can help you with your writing. But other than that, move on, because that squarely falls in naysayer, move on. and And then just write. Make sure that you're writing. Do you have to write every day? No. You need to write... For you and what's working for you. I know that having a writing habit helps me and I can get a lot done when I'm doing that. So figure out what's working for you and just push submit. That's the one thing I can tell you is push submit because you never know what's going to happen with any of your writing if you never do that. Uh, So that's what I have for you today. Again, go check out the womanlyartofselfdefense.com Website and the latest pod, podcast, episode number 7. It dropped yesterday. I get into this stuff a lot more and give more examples of Pygmalion effect, Galatea effect, Gollum effect, all of that. I'm going to leave you with a couple things here. One is I will be talking about willpower on the next episode over on Womanly Art of Self Defense. I'm going to be talking about it over there. And I'll probably bring it in here. But here's a tip you want more willpower because it depletes every day. It's like a muscle, it depletes as the day goes on. Exercise. It helps you increase your willpower. So if you're feeling like you just can't go on, you can't move, go do a walk, get outside, do something that gets oxygen going into your head and all that because that will increase your willpower. Second tip, watch a sitcom that you enjoyed, not a new episode, one you already enjoyed. That can help increase your willpower too and boost it right back up. So those are two tips for you. I want to leave you with this. It's a Navajo proverb. It says, thoughts are like arrows. Once released, they strike their mark guard them well or one day you may be your own victim thanks for joining me here on the back porch writer program the show for writers about writers and writing i've been your host corey miller until next time pull up a chair sit a spell and write thanks for listening to back porch writer remember to rate review and subscribe via itunes so people just like you can find the show if you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackWorksWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, sit a spell, and write.